Good morning, noontime, ICF Rome, Thursday, Connect Online. I'm Pastor Jen, Pastor Jennifer Pasquale from the International Christian Fellowship of Rome, and I am so excited about today's Connect Online. You know, it's just uh, Rome is starting to open back up, as many places are, even in America, and it's just going to be a couple more weeks until we can start to be together in some smaller groups uh, with some certain safety and cleaning, sanitizing um, protocols in place. And we're working on all of that with our executive team. But last night we had such a powerful time of prayer in the word. And Pastor Rick was asking us to pray for wisdom and uh, caution and protection as we all around the world begin to reconvene together physically. And the Lord was just really speaking to me about what wisdom provides. You know, this month, hi, as you're joining on, I'm so glad you're with us. Uh, thank you for, Audrey, thank you for helping me with scriptures and Mary, who helps us with all the comments and uh, all of you that watched. Hi, I'm glad you're with us. Thank you for joining in today. Um, I'm just talking about wisdom today. You know, there's a lot of things that are going to be shifting in our world as we start to re-engage physically again after being isolated and quarantined for so long. Uh, I've been writing and working on a blog and talking a lot about what's truly essential in my life, what has been quarantined and what hasn't been quarantined. And um, I'm just still fine-tuning some of that before I post it. It's kind of like a little mini book, actually. But um, I just want us today to pray that as we talk about wisdom, and if there's a verse or a scripture on wisdom that you have that comes to your mind or one that you've stood on or one that you're right now looking up and you want to share it, go ahead and type it in those comments. And I'll look back at it later when I'm not speaking and we will just reflect on what the Bible says about gaining wisdom. You know, um, let's just pray and then we'll start, okay? So Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for my brothers and sisters around this table of Thursday Connect Online. And I pray right now in Jesus' name that the wisdom of God would prevail over any human or worldly wisdom. I pray that we would know the Spirit's wisdom through the Word of God, through the Holy Spirit, and as you use me as your vessel, Lord God, to be a voice of encouragement for godly wisdom, I pray that you would do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me today as we look to the words of wisdom from Scripture. Words of wisdom from Scripture. You know, this month, the theme has been faith moves our giving. Faith does that. Faith moves our attitude of generosity. Faith moves how we become generous with other people, with our love, with our time, with our talents. And even as family members, faith should move your love towards your loved ones. Amen? Sometimes it's seeds that we're sowing towards our loved ones. And I fall short of that. I'm sure many of you fall short of that. We make mistakes. We say things we shouldn't say or we didn't mean to say in that way. Whatever the case might be, God is faithful and just to forgive us and give us grace. But today, I want us to talk about what wisdom, what God has to say about wisdom. I love to look at scripture. The Bible is my favorite book in all the world. 
I would say my second favorite book, and somebody who's typing these in can maybe give a help, but My Utmost for His Highest, My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers. Um, There's a new version that's been revised. It was a book written many, many, many years ago, but it is My Utmost for His Highest. It's a powerful devotional book. There's also a book, um, right now I can't think of the author, but it's called Hind's Feet, H-I-N-D-S, Hind's Feet in High Places. And it's an allegory. It's a little story about a little deer that has hind's feet, her feet that have to travel up a crickety old uh, mountain and all the cracks and crevices that she faces. And um, it's a very good book, Hind's Feet in High Places. That's what God is giving us when he gives us faith when he gives us wisdom, that in these high places of mountain climbing where it can be treacherous, where it can be difficult, where oftentimes it seems like we're alone or even the rope that holds us is frayed and torn from all the use of trying to hang on, God says he'll give us wisdom and it will prevail for us. He'll give us faith, even the size of a mustard seed, that will move the mountain of fear in your life, the mountain of discouragement, And so today, uh, pardon my glasses, but I want to be able to see you and the verses that are on my scripture here behind me. I want us to look at Colossians 4. I thought I had it. Hang on a minute. Colossians 4, 5 and 6. Colossians 4, verse 5 and verse 6 in the NIV. It says, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Now we can just break that down in a minute. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Proverbs 13, 19 says, where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. We talk often about being teachable and staying on the potter's wheel. And so as many are trying to figure out what is wise to do in this current time and what am I taking and who am I taking advice from? I want to caution you to be careful that You know, right now we're on the internet and I'm thankful for all of you that have joined in and are connecting online with me on Thursdays and in our prayer meeting last night on Wednesday and the powerful services on Sunday. And I too have been able to watch some of my favorite preachers and worship teams that have even given us generously of their worship sets for our online ministry. But You know, we don't wander from house to house. We need to have our house, our faith house, where we sow into that house, where we develop our talents in that house, and where we are full of grace and wisdom for the people that God has put us in. And God has put us in Rome to minister to the people that come in and through the different portals of ICF Rome. We are a part of the Fellowship of European International Churches, For those of you that might not know that, our friends Larry and Melinda Henderson in Vienna are part of that leadership team for the FEIC. So we have a lot of wisdom and advice that comes to us from our Assemblies of God leadership and all of that. So remember that if there's strife, maybe maybe I'm not taking advice. Maybe I'm not trying to be wise. But Proverbs 13.10 says, wisdom is found in those who take advice. 
And Proverbs 19.8, I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures and Audrey is going to help me type in those, those verses as well. The one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. Now listen, if God has put you in a position, because it says make the most in Colossians 4, make the most out of every opportunity. So if God has put us in a position right now or in these coming weeks to learn, to grow, to spend time with him, what are we learning? What are you learning in this process? And instead of asking God why, I have learned to say to God, what do you want me to learn? Help me not to ask why, but what do you want me to learn? I'm thankful for godly, godly friends, very close friends, our pastor friend and, uh, well, I won't go into detail, but we have some really wonderful mentor friends who help us. And I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for our pastor friends that spur us on as we watch each other and share each other's information. And I'm thankful for new friends that the Lord has brought to my life during this time. You know, I came to America at the end of February with all winter clothes and not very many. I was just going to stay for a few days to help my daughter who was very sick with the baby's uh, kids that were very sick. And then COVID-19 broke out and um, I am on my way back to Rome very soon. But I have been borrowing clothes from whoever's house I was staying at and um you know, I couldn't go shopping because there's no stores open. So, um, but I'm learning to gain wisdom and to make the most out of every opportunity. And so I want you to stop and think, Lord, what am I learning? So maybe if you can type in the chat, is there something that the Lord has been teaching you during this COVID-19 quarantine? What is essential for you? For me, God's word is absolutely 100% essential. I must have time in the Bible every day, and I will never give that up. I might not have my prayer chair that I have at home or in my office, but I find a quiet place where I can be alone with God. And many, many times in these last few weeks, it's just been in my bedroom to go in and close the door away from the other family members to just say, God, what are you saying to me? I love to be outside. And so when the sun and the weather and the rules have permitted it, I will go and sit outside in the sunshine and say, Lord, what do you want me to learn today? What are you speaking to me? I also want to say to you that wisdom sometimes keeps her mouth shut. I know Pastor Rick would laugh if he heard me say that. Um, so Ecclesiastes 7.10, here's another verse. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. That's in the Bible. Ecclesiastes 7.10. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. So why? I would say because when you look back, you're going to stumble trying to walk forward. If you keep looking back and comparing, comparison is a dagger to faith. Do not compare. And the Bible says it's not wise to ask those kinds of questions. So we want to be wise in the way we lead our lives and wisdom is found when we stay teachable. And the one who gets wisdom, Proverbs 19, eight, loves life. And the one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. 
because God wants us to be wise. He wants you to be wise. And wise means that sometimes it is not wise to ask a question. It is wise to be quiet. Now, other times there's great questions. I always say when we're dreaming for an activity or a ministry event that there's no bad questions. Why do you do it? How do you do it? When do you do it? Where do you do it? Who does it? How much does it cost? There's Those questions are all very important. And people who are wise ask really good questions. And people who are wise can also say if they don't know the answer, I don't know yet. I'll work on that. And that's okay. And I want to encourage my pastor friends who are watching that if you're not ready, if the Lord has not released you and said, I've given you the courage, I've given you the tools, here's what I need you to do moving forward. Ask the Lord, seek the Lord for wisdom. People are dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with pressure and frustration and it's coming off because people are now, we were made for relationships. And so now people are starting to get out, to wave at a neighbor, to talk to a friend. Uh, others have already made the most of every opportunity and are talking with colleagues more than ever and sharing together more than ever. I think this whole situation has also shown us, all of us, where there were gaps. And we want to do a better job of on on the ground small groups, on the ground life groups. We have great young adult group. We have great kids and parents group. Um, but to be really structured and to really pour into getting some people into those small groups, um, that's really an important time. And so I think people will also know that it's valuable so that when you don't have the church at large to be together with, you still have your life group that you can be a part of. And I'm so thankful for our Thursday Connect life group and our Wednesday night men's and women's group and our parent group. Like I said, many have been doing this in chat groups online, and I'm so thankful for that. Because God does want you to make the most out of every opportunity. So I want you to write in the time, in the chat here, what have you been learning? What wisdom from God have you gained during this time? I've learned how to hear from the Lord. I've learned that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I've learned that his word is essential. What's essential for you? Write it in. Yes, yes, yes. I am so glad that God is showing you what's essential for your life, friendships and faith and taking care of our bodies, learning to eat right, which I confess I haven't probably ate right. And I certainly haven't like our friend in Nala. I don't know if she's getting to watch because she works during the day, but she's going to be having a baby and she's a marathon runner and she's been getting her 10,000 plus steps in on walking back and forth on her patio and just around a little garden by her house. And you're the woman if you've been able to do that. Uh, I've watched grandkids do 50 push-ups and 50 sit-ups and decided, nah, I'm not doing that one right now. So it's okay. It's okay. But, um, but I know that I need to do those things. And sleep is important. And if you're not sleeping, you can ask yourself. Ask for wisdom. Why am I not sleeping? Did I have too much caffeine later in the afternoon? Am I really worrying and fretting over things that are beyond my control? And I need to put those things in God's hands. And I literally physically, so hold your hand like this. Sometimes when I'm feeling like I'm holding a lot of things, I literally will sit on my bed. Sometimes I kneel, but sometimes I sit. And I will literally say, okay, God, I can't do anything about these things. I put them in your hands and I make a decision in here to let go of those thoughts. 
I close my eyes. You see my eyes closed? And I begin to say, Jesus, I put these things in your hand. Right now, maybe you're watching and you need to put some things in God's hands. Would you do that with me? Would you just say, here, God, these are the things I'm worrying and fretting about. And really, I've done all I can do and I don't know what else to do. And I'm worried. I'm free, fearful. I'm sort of scared. Whatever the case might be, I don't want you to fear. There is no power in fear, but there is power in peace. So, Lord, right now, as we put these things, let it go. Don't hold on to it. Don't hold on to it. Let it go. As you symbolically do that, you are physically doing it. Now, listen, don't pick it back up. You say, God, I will go to sleep. I will rest. I will enjoy this day. I will make the most out of every opportunity. And I will trust you to show me how to do new things in new ways. Amen? Amen. So, you put it in God's hands. And right now, I just believe the Lord is saying, I will give you rest in your mind and your body, and I will give you wisdom and knowledge about things that you don't know so that you will grow in this opportunity. God has given all of us such amazing opportunities to do things that we didn't know we could do. I am not a tech specialist. I can only tell the computer what to do or the phone, but if it tries to tell me to do something different, I don't know how to follow those instructions. So I'm thankful that God brings people around us that we can gain wisdom from. So let's talk about some more scriptures. And if you're putting them there in the column, that's amazing. I've been on so many time zones, literally, I think four time zones in the last 30, 40 days, something like that, that um, it's just easier for me to get this done and ready for you. And then I join you online together as we go through the scripture. So um, today, the focus of our scripture has been Colossians 4, 5, and 6. And if you're just jumping on, I want to say it to you one more time. Be wise in the way, we're talking about wisdom, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Who are the outsiders? It could be a lot of people. It could be the outsiders of your family. It could be people outside your church family. It could be people outside your faith group or your friend group. The Bible says to be wise in the way you act towards them. But it's not a period. It's a, a semicolon afterwards. And it says, make the most of every opportunity. So many of you have had opportunity to be with outsiders in Zoom meetings, on calls, online, on phone. God wants us to make the most of every opportunity. You know, Pastor Rick had a vision to reach 1 million people with the gospel in 10 years, to literally give 1 million people the opportunity to know Jesus Christ. And do you know that in the first five years of being in Rome, we, with all of the teams that participate in the ministry, have reached over 1 million people in five years. So then this year, Pastor Rick said, well, I believe God is saying we can reach with our technology, we can reach 1 million a year. And do you know, as a result of the quarantine, because God works all things together for his good, and we didn't back up and run away and stop, we pressed forward. And as we did that, we have reached over 1 million people in the first four and a half months, January to the end of April, over 1 million people. In April alone, we reached over 500,000 people. That is amazing. On a given Sunday, we may reach thousands and thousands of people that we were not reaching before. And so God takes all things and we make the most 
of every opportunity. If God gives us an open door and he's given some of you an open door right now and you're like, if you're like me, uh, this isn't exactly the, uh, thank you that I got to go be with my daughter and thank you that I got to be there with Jessica when she had her baby, but I didn't pack for all this stuff. I packed for winter in Michigan and I've had to borrow and you've probably seen me wear the same thing a hundred times. Sometimes I think God says, hey, I'm opening this door and maybe you didn't pack for it, but I've got everything you need. It's in you, in the word of God, as you trust me. Take that first step, walk through that door and watch how I'm gonna show you how I'm gonna use you. You've been asking God to provide financially. And some of you, God has provided work or jobs in different ways, in different seasons, different places. That's the answer to the prayer for provision. It's part of the answer. Maybe you're going to meet more people in this new job. Some of you, like one of my friends I talked to this week, were praying for, I just want to draw closer to the Lord. And we got set apart where Jesus and her was about all that was there in her room, in her apartment, even though she's working online. And she said, I don't think I, if I'd had like a super close, you know, friend or something that maybe I wouldn't have grown as much. But she said, because it's kind of just been me and Jesus, I feel like I've grown so much that I know no matter what storm comes my way, I will, I will be okay because I have Jesus. No matter what storm comes my way, I will be okay. You can write, make a song out of that. Um, so we make the most out of every opportunity, Colossians 4. Let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, which means, you know, the Bible says we're the salt of the earth. And so you got to add a little seasoning every now and then, which means sometimes we speak truth that hurts or stings someone. If someone says, you know, Pastor Jen, you can't wear those glasses. I can't see your eyes. I might say, I'm sorry. And I appreciate you telling me that I'll take them off for a little while. But then when I need to read the words, I do have to put my glasses back on. Whatever it might be. When we take opportunity and wisdom from others, we grow. Our, our frame of reference grows. Our knowledge grows. Pastor Rick and I love the times we've been able to meet with all of our leadership team and our executive leadership team because they have such wise counsel and words of hope and words of encouragement and words of knowledge. And so I'm thankful that when we get wisdom, Proverbs 19.8, we love life. And when we cherish understanding, we prosper. And so I want to encourage you with those scriptures. I also want to encourage you from 1 Corinthians 3, 18. And thank you if you're typing those things that are essential, what you've learned in this period of quarantine, what has become essential to you. Um, 1 Corinthians 3, 18 says, do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age or this world, you should become fools that you would become wise. In other words, our wisdom cannot always be the wisdom of man. Now, it doesn't mean we don't abide by scripture. And on Thursdays, we talk a lot about Bible study. And one thing we know is that God's word is true from Genesis to Revelation. And so one of the things that we teach often is that you can't take one verse out of context. You have to look at the whole chapter. You have to look at what has God said? What is his nature towards even many talk about women in ministry? Well, in the whole book of the Bible, 
from Genesis to Revelation, God spoke to women. God spoke through women. He raised them up as prophetesses, as queens. Um, he said, Esther, you were born for such a time as this to speak for your people. And so there are many ways that God's word confirms itself from it never contradicts itself. God, Jesus came to break the curse of the law, some of those religious restrictions that we don't have to slaughter an animal at the altar anymore. Jesus was our sacrifice. So we have to look at the New Testament and how that compares with the Old Testament. And some of you that are joining me on Thursday Connect, maybe you've never really been taught how to read and study the Bible. Some things were written and we look at them historically. What was happening in that era that they were writing about? We know that in the Old Testament, they took many wives. and But we can also look at the whole passage and see that it caused a lot of problem and turmoil. That we should be husband and wife. That you leave mother and father and you cleave to that one wife. That in the New Testament, it says they'll be the husband of one wife in leadership. So the scripture is very fluid from Genesis to Revelation. It is all true. You have to take it all together to learn and understand. And so when we try, we can't say, oh, well, I can only take the knowledge of God and ignore the knowledge of my doctor. Well, listen, even Jesus chose Luke, a doctor, to be on his team. I can, many say, you know, I'm never taking any medicine. I'm trusting God for all of that. And that's between you and Jesus. But even Jesus took mud off the ground and put it on the blind man's eyes so that he could see. And so sometimes I say, God, you gave physicians wisdom. You helped scientists to develop medicines. Let that be the mud on my eyes or the mud on my sickness that I rub or I take according to the prescription the doctor has given me. And then I will be made well. And I have learned something over these past few years with Pastor Rick's story, with the tumor, um, with even my daughter's situation um, who had a collapsed trachea. She had a stent put in. And, um, and now that Doctor said that trachea is standing straight up. They took the stent out last year. No problem. Um, Pastor Rick's mother had cancer and she's had test after test, but now everything so far has been coming back clear. They've taken some things. There's issues on some things, but let me tell you, the process of the doctors gives us opportunity to be a witness it gives us opportunity to allow people in our lives where we witness about the miracle sustaining strength of God in the midst of this turmoil. For some of you, like our dear um, leader and friend, Greg Mundus, I'm so thankful for his son, who's a physician, who has shared his whole story on social media so that as we prayed for Greg, who was in a coma, who was very, very near death, who could not breathe, who was intubated, who was transferred to another place by helicopter. I mean, intense at death's door sickness. And we prayed and prayed and prayed. We watched God give him sustaining breath. We watched them take him off of the ventilator. We watched him go from a regular room, ICF, ICU room to a regular room. And this week, we watched a video of him literally walking himself into his house. He has returned home to finish his healing. I'm sure he has many weeks of rehab ahead of him. 
But when we share our story, even if it has the wisdom of doctors or experts, we don't want to pull away and be isolated. Remember, let's look at Colossians. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. So I want you to think differently about sitting at a table with people you totally disagree with. When I sit at a table with people of different mindsets, it helps me to know where they're at and how I can possibly minister. I've shared with many, and I may not go into all detail right here as to not embarrass anyone in my past work uh, colleague group, but that I was working in a place where there were a lot of people with different opinions, different political views than I. They hired me as a pastor to reach the religious communities of Oakland County and Metro Detroit and to teach people from doctors, the police. I would have to teach all the recruit classes on prevention and, and treatment of sexual assault survivors. And I had a friend who said, oh, I'm not going there. Those people are all a bunch of, you know, whatever. They, I totally disagree with them. I'm not going to go teach that one. And I said, why? This is a perfect opportunity. The Bible says greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And so I would go into those arenas, into those large conference halls, and I would begin to share our story and the prevention and the treatment techniques that I had learned and afterwards, people that were otherwise sometimes even sitting there with their arms folded, like, I don't believe what you're saying, or I don't agree, whatever. That person, I can't tell you how many times, that person who seemed so distant in our understanding of one another, that they would be the one that would come to me and say, tell me more, or what you talked about actually happened in my family, and I need some help about this. And so... We can go to scripture. I'm going to keep going back to it because it's so powerful. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity so that you will know how to answer everyone. So if God is giving you an opportunity during this COVID-19 unusual circumstance in our world and you take the wisdom of God's word and make the most out of it, that you will learn to love life. That's Proverbs 19, eight. The one who gets wisdom loves life. Isn't that amazing? God is so faithful, so faithful. So you're typing in the chat, yes, what is essential? His word, friendships, time in prayer, time in worship music, trusting in the Lord is essential. Staying connected to friends is essential. Staying connected to family is essential. For many, for some, family, you're going to start your family and you're going to start what's essential. You're going to start a new legacy of faith and a new generation of faith in your family. And that's okay. That's why the body of Christ becomes the family of God. So even right now, if you're watching and whether you type it or not, I want you to say, I'm in your family. You're in my family. We are part of the family of God. You are not alone. I am not alone. I want you to know that you are not alone. Now, does that mean that we don't cry tears of uh, sadness or loss when we can't be with our loved ones or we haven't, some haven't been able to go to funerals of someone they lost to care with others? It doesn't, we have every emotion. Jesus had every emotion. 
So if I look to the word of God, the Bible, for wisdom for my life, then I know that when I trust the Lord, he will give me life and I will receive favor from him. And that means I will even have the ability, faith moves our giving, remember? I will have the ability to give myself some compassion when I've been sad, to give myself some, okay, pat on the back, you're gonna get through this, get up the next day and do something else. God is faithful to his word. But if you have not learned his word, his word is wisdom. And today I encourage you, go to the word for wisdom. Go to the word for how to engage with other people that might be outside your sphere and gain knowledge, gain insight. And maybe, I've seen this happen many times, they will say, well, how do you do it? What are you planning on doing? And we will begin to say, well, these are the things we've put into motion. This is what we're doing. I love in our fellowship of European international churches, we all share, we share. It's not like this is my secret to success or whatever, we share it. I love when my friend Melinda shares a word from the Lord. I love when my friend Laura Lee shares her Wednesday word up. That's awesome. So we gain wisdom, but we're careful about who we gain wisdom from. And then when we sit around a table with people that we feel like we don't know, we will learn to make the most out of every opportunity. James 3.13. Here's another one for you. James 3.13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. If you're my follower on, uh, or RPM Global, ICF Rome follower on Instagram, I put up a behind the scenes picture of us filming a Sunday service one day. And we had a table and a, and a bar stool and two games. And it was funny because it was uh, Capture the World and Perfection <laughs> uh, were the names of these games my kids had. And then the computer and the phone to record. Thankfully, in the last couple of weeks, uh, a friend of ours at the Bridge Church in California let us use their church as a filming place, as they also are filming. Um, but behind the scenes, there's a lot of fun and there's a lot of mistakes. Um, we have friends in Sweden that are also sharing that, boy, this, this is full of emotional roller coasters as we try to figure it all out together. Um, but you know what? When we find wisdom in God, we find life. When we find life in Christ, we have favor from the Lord. So I want to invite you um, to look also at Isaiah 55, verse 8. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Man, how many of us have turned to this verse to say, I don't know what God is doing. I know God is not doing COVID-19. I want you to know that God does not do COVID-19. This world is not our home. We're only passing through and Jesus is coming back. And it seems like there are wars and rumors of wars and petulance and storms in the physical of hurricanes and typhoons and earthquakes. And on top of COVID-19 restrictions, people are being evacuated from their homes. And many of you, some of you may be watching right now and saying, I can't take one more thing. Well, I want you to know, look into my eyes. And I want you to know God is saying to you, yes, you can. I shared with um, AG World Magazine that came to talk with us about one of our girls that came when we first came to Rome. She walked into the church 
She's, she's no longer here. She's gone back to her home country, healed and whole, mind you. She went back healed and whole. But that Sunday, I will never forget. She walked into our church on a Sunday when the worship team was practicing. Why is practice important? Because you're creating an atmosphere for worship to open a heart. She walked in because she heard the music practice. She was covered in black clothing. Her All of her black makeup was literally running down her cheeks. She reeked of alcohol and she sat down crying on like the second to the last row in the back. And I walked up to her and I said, hi, you know, I'm Pastor Jen. And she said, well, this is my last day on the planet. So I thought I would come and listen to some music. I'm over it. And I said, you know what? This is not your last day on the planet. No, it is not. And I said, whatever you're going through, that's why I'm here, to walk you through the situation. You're not going to get stuck. God brought you here today so that you would know there's hope. And I began to introduce her to some of our young adult friends. Why is your friend group so important? Why is it important to keep your circle open, to invite someone into your circle? Because not everybody might not be as obvious as she was. Some might look kind of like me. They just walk in. They've got a little bit of hair and makeup done, maybe some jewelry, and you don't know the oil in her alabaster box. You don't know the story behind the stage. You don't. And it's hard. And there are moments when sometimes we feel like I'm over it. But today, the word of wisdom of the Lord says we trust in him. And that as we trust him, and even though Isaiah 55, 8 says, your thoughts aren't my thoughts and your ways aren't my ways, we can say, God, what is your way? And he will say, make the most of every opportunity. I, my word is essential. Being with other Christ followers is essential. Doing the work of the ministry is essential for all of us. Not those, not just those of us who are ordained as ministers or who are pursuing our calling in full-time ministry. Every day you do is ministry. Write it in there. Every day I do is ministry. And the ministry you do to yourself is just as important as the ministry you do to someone else. So today, as we speak about wisdom, you know, I said to give yourself compassion, but the verse in Colossians said it's seasoned with salt, with grace and salt. So even for yourself, sometimes we can just pity ourselves so much that we stay in a room crying for days. I want you to know, I'm so happy to report there's another young woman that I shared with that just recently called back to a friend and said, those things that Pastor Jen and I talked about have really helped me. I haven't been struggling with that anymore. I have peace. I have joy because wisdom changes the way we think. The word of God is wisdom and it changes the way we think. So even if you're there feeling like I can't take it I, and you're watching today, God brought you to me, to us at Thursday Connect Online. I want you to know, I want you to stop speaking death over your emotional well-being, over your health. Stop doing that. The Lord wants you to say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can't do all things. I can't do all things by myself, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. 
So sometimes that means doing things I haven't been trained for. Sometimes that means doing the day with joy. Sometimes that might mean, even though I know we're changing activities now and able to go out a little bit, but if you're still at home and some of the countries are still at home and you're in turmoil and you're watching this, the Lord had me to stop this, to say to you, God's ways are not your ways, but his ways are better. His ways are higher. And he will give you all the tools you need if you surround yourself with godly people who will speak life to you. In those times of confusion, it is important to have one voice, one, you know, um, it's hard when you, I, we have, we are affected by blended family in our family in, in different ways. And we're thankful that our blended family, for the most part, knows Jesus and we can be together or cheer one another on, on social media, whatever. But there are others who have very fractured families and they don't talk or haven't talked or, um, but for what I want to say is that you can't, I can't live here and then live here and then live here and live here like in six or seven houses and feel like, like I'm at peace. There's nothing like being in your own home, in your own space, whatever that is, and you know where to go at the end of a day. I go back to my home and everything is okay. It's the same thing right now that we start to listen to all these different voices in the media, in technology, in one church in one place is saying something different than one church in another place. And we start to compare and there, there comes confusion. And so God is saying, I want you to have wisdom for yourself in your place where I have called you. God does not revoke his call. And so I'm thankful that the, even the call of God upon my life propels me forward. I have that plane ticket. I am going back to my house in Rome, to my house at ICF Rome, and we're going to be with our people in the city of Rome, even the guests who will come in the future. But I want you to know today, God is going to help you. You can do all things. And if you feel like you can't, then I encourage you first and foremost to get in the word. Secondly, to talk to a Christian who is strong in faith, who will encourage you with grace and salt. That's what it says in Colossians. Can't have just, oh, it's terrible, it's terrible. I know, just cry, feel terrible, feel terrible. You know, many of you know my story about how much my grandmother was a mentor in my life and would tell me to run to Jesus before I ran anywhere else. And I needed her sometimes, but there was one time where she was super busy. It was the only time I can ever remember. She said, I'm right in the middle of doing several things. She was a pastor, a district leader of many pastors. And she said, I'll have to call you back. But what I can tell you is take it to Jesus. Click. And the phone hung up. It was the best advice I think I ever remember getting from her because I learned that if I took it to Jesus first, and then I talked it out with people that, that mentored me. It was a much better situation. I also want to say that if you're hurting and you need help, you can't get out of the slump. What are you eating? And what are you drinking? And what are you watching? What are you eating? What are you drinking? And what are you watching? Because what you ingest can either make you bad or best. <laughs> I'm full of rhymes today. What you ingest can make you bad or best. So what are you eating? What are you drinking? And what are you watching? What is going in? And if there's some of those things that you can modify and change, I encourage you to do it. Do that. But if you can't get over the hump, then I encourage you to see a doctor, to speak to a doctor. Even now, I'm sure, I don't know about Rome, if they're doing this yet, but 
Um, in many places, they have teledoc. Like you can actually go online, talk to a real doctor. I've seen my daughters do it with their grand, with my grandkids, both with the baby and the and the daughters. And the doctor's looking. Let me see your eyes. Let me see some things. Tell me about her symptoms. If there is medicine that you need, maybe it's the mud that I spoke about earlier that Jesus used. Maybe there's some mud medicine that needs to come into your body to help you get over this hump. But the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So to those of you that are my pastor and leader friends that are watching, I want you to know we cannot, I will not let the pandemic say, ah, it's just time to quit. I, I'm done. I'm over it. No, we will not quit. When we're tired, we will get up at 2.30 in the morning to do a live service. When we're unsure about our, our lighting and our background, we will still do online ministry because God is faithful. God is for us. And we have a message. If God has done so much for me, how could I keep it to myself? I can't. He said, you can't keep this to yourself. You've got to go. And I'm giving you a platform in Rome to work from to spread the message that peace is power, that God's word is the wisdom that people need for their life. And so today, I hope that I've helped you learn about studying the wisdom of his word. I hope that I have reminded you not to give up. And I hope that I have reminded you from Colossians four, five, and six, to be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer everyone. That his ways may not be our ways, but whoever is patient will have great understanding. The wise in heart accepts information. The chattering fool runs off on a deep end. You're not going off on the deep end. You have accomplished great things during this period in your life. So many of you, so many of you, thank you for sharing your testimonies with me. As I have heard you talk and seen you in Zoom calls and WhatsApp calls and video calls, you're pursuing. Some of our friends are pursuing the call to Rome even now. They're fundraising and churches are picking them up for missions. I know that it's been hard economically, and even for us, we had a couple partners who dropped off, but in the very next week, do you know God returned the investment again? Your seed sown begins to meet your need in the future. So God knows what you need. He does not revoke his call upon us, pastors, missionaries, those who are pursuing what God has called you to do. But in this in-between time, in this dash, the dash in the middle, God is with us, God is for us, and his word is wisdom. So one more time, if you haven't done it, I want your testimony in the chats, write them down there, what I have learned, what wisdom I have gained in this period. Maybe it's been the one that we've reiterated many times, peace, power, strength, and purpose. That in this season, God has shown me how to have peace, how to have power, how to have strength, and how to have purpose. That's what I can expect God to do for me. Peace, power, strength, and purpose. And today, I want to encourage you. Press on. Get up. Do the day. Be strong in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own ways. 
in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And when he gives you those open doors, you keep walking through and never, ever say that was wasted time because every season we're at, we get to be with people. We get to interact with people. We get to talk with people during this season for us that has been so unusual these last couple months. We've made new friends that will be my friend for a long time. I know they will. We've rekindled old friendships. Um, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for my youth pastor who watches our ministry and still encourages me after all these years. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for those words of encouragement. And words of encouragement are essential for me. I appreciate that. But what has God taught you? And what do you still want God to teach you? Here is what I want to leave you with today. Finally, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. And thank you for those other scriptures that, yes, they're powerful that you've been putting on here. Isaiah 40 says this. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. I'm telling you what, that is someone that I want to put my trust in. That is someone that I want to put my problems into his hands, that he is the creator of the universe, that he never gets tired or weary. He does not say, oh, Jennifer, I've had too much of her. I'm over it. Now, I might tempt him a few times to send a few more angels on my behalf like she needs some extra help this week. He does not grow tired or weary of taking care of you. And his understanding, no one can fathom. So I trust in the Lord. And for you today, I am trusting that you will trust in the God who is alive, who is the everlasting God, who created all things, watching our babies have babies and these new little lives learn to eat and drink and process food, wake up and focus their little eyes. That is the hands of creator God. He does not get tired or weary. So if you are tired or weary, the Lord is saying to you, do not give up. Do not stop. Maybe you need to rest. Maybe you need to take a nap. Maybe you need to watch what you eat, drink, or watch because what you ingest makes you bad or best. But I want you to know God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. And I believe that his wisdom will cause us to make the most out of every opportunity that we will not give up, that we will be excited and compelled more than ever. And we are going to hear so many stories and testimonies of how God brought people through. And some of you are still going through it. You're in the dash. I want to pray for you today that the Lord will give you his strength, that you will know that you can. Yes, you can. You, you can do it. All things through Christ who gives you the strength. And if you've never invited Jesus to be the Lord over all of your life, the Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus is the Lord, that he will forgive us of all sin and make us new, that all things are becoming new in Christ Jesus. So Lord, right now, I ask you for any friend that wants to pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, you say it. Dear Jesus, I invite you into my life right now. 
I ask you to take charge of all of my life right now. And I will trust you from this day forward. And I will learn more about you in your word, in the Bible. Today, Jesus, I give you my heart, my mind, and all of my days. I want it to be your way, God, not mine. In Jesus' name, amen. And Lord, I pray also for any person watching who has been weary, who has been tired, who feels like they can't take one more disaster or turmoil. God, families have, some families have been in turmoil during this time. I pray in Jesus' name that you would push back the hand of the enemy that is trying to steal, kill, and destroy family, faith, friendship. God, he cannot do it because we are greater. Greater are you in us than all those things in the world. So, Lord, I pray, first of all, we come against, we agree together that the enemy would be blocked that COVID-19 would be stopped and arrested and subside back into the sea. God, it would be gone in Jesus' name. And that healing and wholeness and complete restoration would happen. I pray right now for my friend Phyllis, if you're watching, that God would continue to heal and restore your body after your battle with the virus. That you would be well and whole in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for that one who has been anxious that you are saying to him or her today, don't be anxious about anything, but in all your ways, acknowledge the Lord, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and he will not only direct your path, but walk with you through the open doors that he gives you. He will provide for you as you walk through those doors. And in the dash in the middle, where the unknown is unknown to you, it is not unknown to God. The unknown is known to my God. He knows what he's doing and I will trust in him because he does not grow tired or weary. Isaiah 40, 26 and his understanding. I might not be able to comprehend, but he gives me peace that passes understanding. Read Philippians chapter four. As we close out this time, I'm going to say bye and you're going to, but look, if you have time, look up Philippians chapter four, Paul wrote it while he was quarantined, while he was on lockdown. In Rome. So read Philippians chapter 4. And I want you to know you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And this is a new season. And it is part of God's plan. And it is going to be amazing. And you are going to know how to live and make the most out of every opportunity with the wisdom of God in your hand. I love you. I'm praying for you. And here's my, here's my air hug for you. I love you, love you, love you, love you. You are amazing. See you soon.